This is episode number 42, the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Of two grown-ups and a mouse, today we are talking about Walt Disney World's Hollywood Studios because they are celebrating their 30th anniversary. I'm AJ. I'm Andrew. And you are listening to, or watching, or listening to and watching, and I'm sorry if you're getting tired of this, I need to think of something new to say, to grown-ups and a mouse. Yes. You are welcome. The podcast. The videocast. The vlog. Vlog. Yeah, why not? Yeah, sure. You can find us on your favorite podcast system, as you probably already have, or on YouTube or on social media. Everywhere we are, Two Grown Ups and a Mouse, and our website, twogrownupsandamouse.com. Okay. If you listen to the intro, this is episode 42. You like that? Right. Name where that's from. Uh, uh, Nothing to do with Disney, though. Absolutely nothing to do with Disney, but it is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Still well, important stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I suppose. But I don't think that's what he had in mind when he was writing it. He didn't have our episode 42 of Disney? No, I don't think so. Nah. Well, well. You are very Star wars out. I am, because this episode will be releasing on, well, not May the 4th or, no. or May the 5th, but no. shortly thereafter. So Yeah, close enough. Me too. May the 4th be with you. Revenge of the 5th. I don't know what the 6th is. The it's, sixth, it's, it's May the 6th. The 6th is the day that the Star Wars purses go on sale on shopharveys.com. May the 6th. Mm. 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 Yeah, I guess. Whatever. Yeah, well. But we aren't talking about Star Wars. Or Harvey's well, purses. Actually, we are kind of talking about Star Wars because there is a little bit of an interjection there. But That's true. we are talking about the 30th anniversary of Hollywood Studios. MGM. Well... Let's begin there. It's (laughs) opened as Disney MGM Studios Theme Park, Mm -hmm. also known as MGM, on May the 1st, 1989, via a licensing agreement with Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer, who is no longer in business. Nope. Hence, hence it's no longer called MGM either. Well, yeah. Uh, On opening day, there were only two operating attractions. Did you know that? I did not. Studio Backlot Tour and the Great Movie Ride, unless the information I found online was incorrect, but that's what I've read. Well, it's the internet. It's never wrong. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You have to believe what you read. Right. But per per what I found online, it did say that only two attractions were open. And honestly, that would not surprise me. No, it wouldn't. It was a... It was a small park. It's been a small park. It's now kind of about to get much bigger, but it's been a small park pretty much since the beginning. So that wouldn't surprise me at all. It was the third of the Walt Disney World parks. The first, of course, being Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. second being Epcot, right. and then came MGM, That's right. which is now Hollywood Studios. See I how I said it correctly? Because it did MGM did come third, so I didn't have to call it Hollywood Studios. It'll always be MGM to me. Anyway, the original scope of the park was film, television, music, and theater. Mm-hmm. And right around the same time that MGM opened, Universal Studios opened their park right. with a similar in a similar vein. Mm-hmm. But the original icon was the Earful Tower. Right. The, which, the water tower. Yes, it's a white water tower with Mickey ears on it. Mm-hmm. And... 
some of the first attractions and, and spaces to open right. were the Hyper- Hyperion Theater. That's the current name. But that started as the Superstar Television Theater. Right. It was called that from 1989 to 2014. Mm-hmm. And Superstar Television ran from 1989 to 1998. And I honestly don't even remember that. Yeah, I don't either. But I, I had a... I probably wasn't in the park in between those times, so... Right. And then Doug Live ran from 1999 to 2001. I can picture Doug the cartoon. He's like the one with the spiky the blonde spiky hair. Yeah, I think I so. Think. Um, Get Happy with ABC ran for a very brief uh, time period. Right. Then the American Idol experience, I fondly remember, mm-hmm. because I got to perform in it twice. Twice. I auditioned more than twice. I didn't always get in. I wasn't good enough to to win ever, but I was good enough to be well, placed on stage. Oh yeah, and and I enjoyed that. That was from two thousand and nine until two thousand and fourteen. And American Idol is now on ABC, right? It started on Fox. Uh, I don't and, know. I have and, no idea. And now it's on ABC. So I wonder. But I don't know if they're doing that well. I'm just saying. I wonder if they would ever consider bringing it it back. I don't think. I don't think they would because I think they ended up having an issue of trying to find people to perform. Because as you remember, they did five, six, seven, eight shows per day plus the finale show, which would be. I mean, you know, and you need to get at least three people for every show, so it's a. You know, a lot of, you know, in in the slow parts of the season, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of Disney performers. That's quite possible, yes. And not only that, the the way that it worked was you went in for an audition. They would take you right away, you know, or I I don't remember ever being told to come back in two hours or anything, but they would would audition you. You would sing in front of some people. And that in and of itself took 45 minutes. Yeah. 30 to 45 minutes because you had to sing. And then if you passed that point, then you had to sing again. Right. Yeah, that whole audition thing was was time consuming and you know, they had whatever even uh, we went in the these are the times we were slow-ish and you know, there's 10 cast members there just evaluating people plus the, all the people that needed to be to perform, you know, to put on a live show. Right. So it, it took a lot of work, yeah. but it was a lot of fun because it was just like not just like I'm using my air quotes and just like being on American Idol. But, you know, it was um, a little bit different than just doing karaoke. Sure. And it was a it was really a fun experience mm-hmm. and very interactive. And I certainly hope not that they get that back, but it, it'd be nice to have an attraction similar to that where it's very immersive. Right. You know, whatever, whatever they do right now, it's called Hyperion theater. And the, for the first time in forever, a frozen sing-along celebration has been playing there since June of 2015. And frozen is still of course quite popular and frozen two will be coming out. Mm -hmm. So I have a feeling that frozen will probably remain there for probably for a while, for a while. (laughs) There is the ABC sound studio which started as the Monsters Sounds Show mm-hmm. in 1989, and that ran for about eight years. Then one Saturday morning sound show ran for a couple of years. Sounds Dangerous was there for a while. That was the one with Drew Carey. Yep. And what was it? You put actually you put these on. We're you know we're wearing head 
So that's right. It was a it was a spoof on you were going into you know quote unquote see a movie mystery, but then the you know the power goes out, so the movie goes dark, the whole cinema goes dark, and then you only have your earphones on, and you know they just just played sounds for you so you could solve the mystery. Right. Hence the the name sounds yep. dangerous. Mm-hmm. Now they use that space for the Jedi Training Academy sign up and carbon freeze me right or at least they did the carbon freeze me um or not i shouldn't say now they were using it for the jedi training academy and carbon freeze me from 2012 to 2015 currently they're using it for star wars path of the jedi that's been there since 2015 right which is just a clip show of Star Wars. Right. See, we said we were going to talk a lot about <laughs> Star Wars today. There's also the Soundstage Theater, which is, um, if you're on your way to Launch Bay, which we'll talk about shortly, um, that's that theater over there. It, right. for, it started as Bear in the Big Blue House when that was popular. Then it went to Playhouse Disney. Now it's Disney Junior Live on stage. Mm-hmm. We, of course, as we said, do not have children, but when we do go to the parks with children, we don't mind going and seeing the attractions that the kids like right. because we would never go otherwise. And it's a great chance for us just to experience it. You know, we're one and done. We don't need to go back, but That's you right. know, being able to experience it once is always fun. And we've seen the Disney junior live on stage. I don't remember if we saw it with our little friend, Sophia, or if we saw it with our, our little friends, Isabella and Alexander. I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe both. <laughs> we might have. Um, and so it's just, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know, getting to see things through the eyes of, of children. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when we don't go with children, we never walk in there. There's nothing for us to see. That That's is right. definitely a kid's show. Uh, in August 25th of 1989, the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Show Spectacular mm-hmm. opened. That's still there. Right. That's a pretty good show. Yeah. They, um, that's a lot of fun to watch. You know, right. they kind of explain how stunts are done. Yeah. And let's see, more Star Wars. That's right. December 15th, 1989 is when Star Tours first opened. Mm-hmm. Then it was reimagined on May 20th, 2011 as Star Tours, The Adventures Continue. I thought it was reimagined again after that. I didn't go into too much detail because there are so many rides and attractions. Well, they, they closed it for to refurb it. And then, but they also put, added in clips of... At the you know at the at the time it was just uh, the Force Awakens, and then they added in uh, Last Jedi. But they can add those in without actually shutting you know without taking the whole ride offline for however many weeks or months or because it was actually down for quite a while. So. In 2011, though, that's eight years ago. That's when they changed it to having the multiple versions. Correct. Okay, because it's kind of like one of those books. That you read when when you're little, you have the book, right. and you get to a part, and it says, "Do you want to do this or do you want to do that?" Right. And so you could read the book over and over again, and get a different storyline each time sure. because you have different options. Um, you don't have the option when you're inside of Star Tours; it's right. predetermined for you. However, you may get a different story each time because the opening scene has. And I meant to look up the number. Well, you know, it's it's. Uh just going by memory, I think they said it was, uh, it's like a dozen, a dozen or more different scenes. And then there's uh, like three, two to three scenes per ride. Uh, right. So the combination, it's like there's, 
yeah, it comes out to like 600 or there's, there's hundreds, maybe even thousands of different combinations. So it's a good chance that, you know, if you ride it again, you're not going to see the same thing. You might see one part that's the same and then you'll scratch your head going like, I thought we saw that, but I'm not sure. Cause I don't remember that other part, but, <laughs> but that's, that's basically how it does it. And then, like I said, they added, started adding right. the I just, stuff for the new movies. I just didn't so. realize it was eight years ago is when they changed right. Star Tours. I thought it was not as long. Oh. Ago, I thought it was. No, it's been a while. Yeah. That's that's really funny. The premiere theater is no longer operating. They demolished it for Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge, mm-hmm. but they did. Uh, originally, they did the Beauty and the Beast live on stage there. That was from 1993 to 1994, while the Theater of the Stars was being built. Right. Then, Spirit of Pocahontas from 1995 to 1996. Hunchback of Notre Dame from 1996 to 2002. Wow, I didn't realize it was that long. But mm. we met in 2003, and that's when we started going on a regular basis. So right. that makes sense that neither one of us would know that. Um, used for seasonal special events such as Star Wars Weekends from 2008 until 2014. And actually, we saw for the first time in forever a Frozen Singalong celebration in that theater. Right. Because it was there from 2014 until 2015. We also went to some D23 events in there. Um, we saw... Well, I think I, we, we went in there a couple times for D23 stuff. Um, yeah, it was just a small theater. not yeah. Probably about 300 seats, maybe. I, I won't even guess, but it, it's, not, it's not big. Well, I used, was, I used to work for it, a 600 the, seat it, theater, so... It wasn't big. <laughs> right, right. Because this is a theater that was behind Muppets. Exactly, in between Muppets so, and Streets of America, right. like that area. So there was a, there was a, uh, a Cars meet and greet with... with uh, Mater with and... With Mater and, and them. And then that theater and then the Streets of... Well, the, the back, the back but, part of right. the Streets of America. No, I, so. I remember that. Yeah. In 1994, the park expanded, adding Sunset Boulevard which was is basically the road that leads to Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, right. which opened June 22nd, 1994. Mm-hmm. 1994, the Walt Disney Theater, where they made a variety of animated and live-action movies. I didn't list them. Right. Um, but that is where Who Wants to Be a Millionaire Play It ran from 2001 to 2006. Right. That's still on the air, too. It is. It's amazing. I mean, it's not as popular as it used to be, but it's right. still... Still running a little bit. Uh, And then it became Toy Story Mania in Mm -hmm. 2008. That they opened up. And this is kind of in order. Um, In October 15th, 1998, Hollywood Hills Amphitheater opened with the show that you finally saw. Fantasmic. Took you till this, till last year. We saw it last year. Yep. But took you till 2018 to finally see Fantasmic. And honestly, it was only my second time, so I really shouldn't talk. Exactly. (laughs) The Sorcerer's Hat, Mm -hmm. to represent Fantasia, was erected in 2001, and it remained there until 2015. The people that I wrote the notes from, Mm -hmm. or, you know, a lot of the notes from, said that that became the the icon, that it replaced the Earful Tower as the icon. But I never thought that it was intended that way. I thought that the sorcerer's hat was basically the same as like the hand on spaceship earth. It was a temporary, you know, I don't, I don't know because when you, we, anytime you see something magic kingdom, it's the castle. Anytime you see something Epcot, it's the, uh, it's the ball. If you see something animal kingdom, it's the tree of life. 
But when you see, you know, because we have we have all sorts of Magic Kingdom or uh, you know Disney theme park stuff here, and sometimes it's a hat, sometimes it's the Eiffel Tower, sometimes it's Tower of Terror, sometimes it's you know it it almost varies. Well, no, so. cause, because the the items that you just talked about, the castle, Spaceship Earth, and the Tree of Life. As soon as you walk into those parks, that's the first big thing you see. Right. So they put the Sorcerer's Hat to be the first big thing you see. I wonder. We should look this up if the man's Chinese theater had had a problem with, because that's basically what you saw. Well, I read that once that it was supposed to be, that was supposed to be the, you know, the, cause that is, you know, what you see when you walk in. Right. You know, as you walk, you, you walk, you look up uh, Hollywood Boulevard or whatever they call it. And that's what you see is, and is it man's or is it Grom's? No, it, it's just, try, it, they just call it the Chinese theater now. Oh, but, now they do, but, but yeah, you're supposed to see that. That was what it was supposed to be, but I don't, I don't remember I, the reasons why they. I, maybe it was something legal. Maybe it was like, we well, should put something else here because they're associating Hollywood studios with the Chinese theater instead of associating it with Mickey Mouse, with Disney, with, you know, so I wonder, it's it's something interesting, but right. they did take down the Sorcerer's Hat in 2015. A lot of people were upset about that. I personally, I've said this before, you have to have change. If you don't have change, things become stagnant. You right. know, you don't want to have the e-tickets anymore. You want to have fast passes and some change is good and some change is better and some sure. change isn't as good, but that doesn't mean it's bad. Right. If you don't like it, that's fine. You're entitled to an opinion. Everyone's entitled to an opinion, but not all change is bad. I digress. <laughs> so let's see. May 5th, 2005 is when Lights, Motors, Action Stunt Show opened. Right. We ate there. We did. People are like, what? That's not a restaurant. On the set. That was a D23 Magic and Merriment, wasn't it? It was. The, uh, I think it was the first one we did. And then, yeah, they we ate on the set. Oh, because the other one, we ate on the set of this. Indiana Jones. I just realized that's funny because that one didn't stand out as much, even though it should, because Indiana Jones is where we did the intervention. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That was that was when uh, your mother was popular. Right. And they would always have the interventions, so we had an intervention. That's right. It was awesome. Again, we digress. (laughs) So let's see. We did eat on the set, and that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So when we post some social media, we'll have to use a picture or two from. The yeah. lights, motor, action set, so you guys can see that we were literally immersed on the set. Right. Yeah. We got, we walked around. We took pictures of the the garage area. The you know because we were eating right where cars were driving around just a few hours earlier. Right. There so. were no cars there when we were when we were uh, eating there. Well, yeah, it was nighttime. So <laughs> in 2007, they announced that they would be rebranding Disney's Hollywood studio to Disney's Hollywood studios that took effect January 7th, 2008. That had to do with 11 years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. I've been calling it MGM since mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, yep. ha- that had to do with the dissolution of MGM and their right. contract with them. And in November, 16th, 2015, Star Wars Launch Bay opened, which replaced the magic of Disney animation. Mm-hmm. We like to go to the magic of Disney animation. And for anyone that's watching, you can kind of see behind my head on this wall, we have hand-painted cells. Right. And those are, the top layer is hand-painted. The back is a lithograph, isn't it? Well, it, yeah, it's, uh, they're hand-painted. They're not hand-drawn. Uh, and then the back of it is 
just you know, it, it's a, a picture basically. So right, but uh, but they were but they're limited edition, right? And we could you could actually see the artists painting Correct. them downstairs sometimes, right? Because if when you go in there, well now it's now it's all Star Wars themed, but when you walk back into into Launch Bay, uh, basically as you exit the one theater, you're going to pass two little rooms and one of them has uh, a land speeder and then, and the other one has uh, the, uh, from the, from Phantom Menace, the, the, the racing pod, the pod racers. So there's a pod racer there way back before there was desks in those and an animator would, you know, every once in a while would go in there and they'd pull out all their things and start, you'd see him sitting there painting, painting away. Yeah. So we, we love to go and over then, the, over and they were nice because they weren't very expensive, you know, considering that they're very limited no, I think edition. They started, I think, one hundred and twenty-five. Right. And they don't they don't exceed four hundred. If if that, I don't even think that the most expensive ones are that expensive, because we have one in the corner that has the the hand painted cell, the matching. We have two postcard. Well, we have we have more than that, but and the pin, right? So that's the most expensive. Again, air quotes, but like right. so far as I I say that because I think that's the most expensive to have the three piece like yep. that, and that was less than four hundred dollars. Yeah, it might have even. Yeah, framed. I don't remember if it was less than three hundred, but either way, so framed, matted, everything. Right, not not an expensive piece of artwork. Right, and when Launch Bay first opened, I don't know if I hadn't read it anywhere. I just heard it. I literally thought it was Lunch Bay. <laughs> I thought it was, they were opening right. a restaurant over there and I was like, oh, it's a store. I thought it was a restaurant because right. I thought it was lunch bay. Mm. Eh, I'm not surprised I heard something wrong. Then one of your favorites opened June 30th, 2018. Toy Story Land. And we still haven't been on. Slinky Dog. Almost a year. Yep. Doesn't seem like a year, but it, eh, 10 months still. Almost a year. Almost a year. Yeah, that's where Slinky Dog Dash, Alien Swirling Saucers, and the reimagined Toy Story Midway Mania. It's basically the same, but they added more track. Yeah, it's it's uh, you get one more stop to you know pad your score, and uh, they basically they changed the whole entrance and exit of it, so uh, which made it it's a little more indoorsy, a little more, and you exit way at the back of the thing, so you get to see it all as you go out. Right. In August of this year, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is going to open with Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. Those are the two attractions that will be there, plus the Star Wars Hotel. But I don't think the hotel is going to open. No, that's still a ways away. Yeah, I can't. That'd be pretty amazing if the hotel opens in just a few months. I didn't even on when I did the research, didn't even list all the different restaurants that are there because it's been thirty years. And there are some restaurants that have been there a long time, but I'm sure that some of them, such as Rizzo's Pizza, that used to be... Well, it used to be somebody else's pizza. (laughs) It it was the the Toy Story. Right. You know, I don't remember the name of it, but, you know, so the restaurants, they don't really change locations, but they might change theming. I think that all of the sit-down restaurants, though, and I could be mistaken, but I feel like they've all been there for a while. Mama Melrose, Brown Derby... Um, Hollywood and Vine, 50s Primetime Cafe. Is that all of them? Sci-fi. And sci- of course, sci-fi. You forgot the most important. How, how could I forget that one? <laughs> yeah, all those table service restaurants, I have a feeling they've been around for a while. But the right. the um, quick service, just like Starbucks hasn't always been there. 
Well, even the quick service has been in the same places, but they've changed. Right, right. Right, the theming's changed, the menu's changed, so. Right. So in 30 years, a lot has changed. They used to have Star Wars weekends there that would run in May and June. Right. That started in 1997, then it came back in 2000 and 2001, and then it ran on a regular, on a yearly basis from 2003 until 2015 when it ended. But of course, we believe it ended because Galaxy's Edge started in production by that point. Right. They knew that's, that Galaxy's Edge would be coming, so they wanted to build up momentum for them. They announced recently the new projection show on the Chinese theater called The Wonderful World of Animation. Mm-hmm. They also announced at the, at the 30th, which was live-streamed, there is a new table service restaurant opening in Toy Story Land. That's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. New pop-up merchandise location at the exit of Midway Mania, also in Toy Story Land, which is going to sell Toy Story 4 merchandise because that movie is coming out soon. Yep. And the new logo that integrates Mickey, BB-8, and Woody. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my friend Claire. Hi, Claire. And she was, I was like, um, I don't remember the exact conversation, but, you know, it was something to the effect of, but it's not a land. I'm like, but there's no Mickey land. Right. There's no BB-8 land. You know, there is Toy Story land. There is Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, but there's no Mickey land. Right. So it was kind of interesting um, with the new logo that they integrated Mickey, BB-8, and Woody. I mean, I, I know why they did it, because Mickey represents Disney. Sure. BB-8 represents Star Wars, and Woody represents Pixar. Right. So, you know, and not just Toy Story, because wasn't Toy Story was the first feature length Pixar movie? Yes. So, you know, so it makes sense that Woody would be the one representing it. Um, But it's just kind of funny that they opted. It looks like it looks like they've opted not to rename it and just to rebrand it a little bit with the different logos. Although shockingly, there's no mention of Marvel and, you know, Avengers is... Just, you know, passing a couple billion dollars, so... Yeah. I wonder where they're going to put more more Marvel Marvel stuff. Well, they have the the Guardians of the Galaxy ride opening in Epcot. Epcot. Which is a weird place, but... Well, but it'll get people to go there. That's right. So, and on the 30th, as they do on many large... Uh, anniversary events they did give free commemorative buttons and maps which are now for sale on evil bay they were free well but if you couldn't make it you know and it's really worth it to you maybe it's worth that couple of dollars that people are charging for them right they have some limited time snacks for the 30th not sure what's still available and they as i mentioned previously they live streamed the event so you can still see that there's a link on their website on the walt disney world website you can find the live stream and something that I don't think they necessarily announced it at the 30th, but they announced it recently, is in the Chinese theater, they are going to open Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway, right? which is an attraction totally dedicated to Mickey and Minnie. Yep. So that's kind of interesting. But I'm getting kind of hungry, as per usual. Of course. Yeah, I'm always hungry. Yeah. And it is dinner time. That's right. As we record this. So on that note, since it's dinner time, I'm going to say good night. Or good morning. Oh, yeah, because just because we're recording it at dinner time, they might not be listening at dinner time. That's right. So I'll say good afternoon. Good evening. No, just goodbye. All right. Bye. Bye.